to uh, Romans chapter 1. Thank you all for coming back this evening. I uh, hope you all got your uh, either your naps in or I was asking Mr. Marski if there was a golf tournament on to watch or not. I think he said he took a nap, which uh, that's what I also did whenever my grandfather put on golf, so I can, I can understand. Um, it's not like hockey or anything. That's my favorite sport that's going on right now. I mean, I think most of us guys can agree. Life should be like hockey. I mean, you got a problem with someone, you go at it, you settle your differences right there, you go sit in a box for five minutes, and everything's good. <laughs> it's my kind of sport right there. I love living in the north. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be looking today at... Uh, Start our reading in uh, Romans 1, verse uh, 16. We'll be reading through the end of the chapter. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations." And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator." who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, impalicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Let's uh, pray before we get into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you uh, that we're able to gather here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to uh, present your word in the church that uh, I grew up in. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you have given to us. Lord, please uh, bless 
Bless the message, Lord. Please help me to uh, please help me to uh, discuss the topics in this, Lord, with the weight and gravity that needs to be applied to them. And Lord, uh, use me as a vessel. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. For those of you keeping notes, the uh, title of this message would uh, be "Reasons Reward," and I want to look at the end result of reason. When we look throughout this chapter here, and what I just read, the thing that sticks out to me at the very beginning, in verse started in verse seventeen. It says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So if you look and therein, if you look at most religions throughout the world today, they all have every single one of them, be it the monotheistic religions of Christianity in general, whether or not it be Orthodox, Catholic, or um, I guess we would fit into the uh, fundamental category here at Spooner Baptist Church where we uh, stick to a literal interpretation of the Bible and do not rely on traditions of uh, what some would call church fathers. But throughout all the faiths, even throughout uh, the original faith of this land, the Native Americans, there are certain things that are inherent to every single faith. And almost Every culture, murder is wrong. Almost every culture, lying is wrong. Stealing is wrong. So we see here that these things are revealed from heaven. And the wrath of God, we see in verse 18, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So the truth of God is presented to everybody. Um, going back to a verse I quote quite a bit, the heavens declare the glory of God, says in Psalms. Now, where the problem lies is how people take this knowledge that God has given to them. And that's where we're going to kind of focus on reason. Reason is something that began to be highly manifest or highly exalted in the Greek culture. If you look at their philosophers, they put a great emphasis on philosophy, on thinking, on the human mind. They, If you look at their mythology, you look at... And I wouldn't advise a deep study into it, but if you look at a broad category of it, it glorifies man, it glorifies self, it's humanistic. And that's pretty much where we see a lot of it in modern history start. Then it gets a real kick, a real boost in modern times during the French Revolution, where you had guys like uh, Voltaire who had locked himself away for... I can't even remember how long, to try to find the reason for existence. And then comes out, he spouts off, I think, therefore I am. Okay, just nonsense. He's like, you locked yourself away that long, and you came up with that. And you worship the human mind. Wow. Yes, I uh, I will mock unbelief. It's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm young, so... Not as tactful as our pastor. So, that's where reason, and you have to realize the effect it has on our culture, because you see a lot of things creeping into our American culture today, and we need to realize that all of this 
all this reason, people trying to justify their sins, trying to puff up their sins and promote it as right, it didn't start here in America. Not to excuse that it's going on, but what that's to say is there's nothing new under the sun. This has been going on for a long time. And the where I said this Greek philosophy of reason came about, the Romans pretty much, the Romans were a very kind of a society that just just engulfed everything it came in contact with. It just absorbed it. It didn't try to force its own brand of culture on it, people. It just swallowed it up, whole the culture whole, and just, okay, whatever. We'll take what we like. We'll toss what we don't. You see that through how they, in their history, those who studied history, how they absorb, how they absorb different military formations, uh, which is something that was of great interest to me, how they absorb different agricultural uh, techniques, how they took in many other things. And even their philosophy and religion truly wasn't their own. It was, they pretty much just took it from the Greeks and changed the names. That's all they did. And that is something that is happening in Rome, which was the major superpower of the day. And I think it is no coincidence that that is something that is happening in America, the superpower of today, of right now. So, going against that reason, we're going to look mainly at what it does. Now, if we look here in verse 19, it says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and the Godhead, so that they are without excuse. A tripping point for many people that I have come into contact with, they claim to be... Uh, well, particularly people of the Muslim faith. When I was over in Iraq, they had a really hard time with what we'd call the doctrine of the Trinity. They couldn't understand how they, they're thinking, looking at Christianity from the outside, from the Muslim perspective, looking at Christianity was, okay, you say you worship one God, but you worship three. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's three. That, that's not one. Well, you see, and they don't understand how that can exist within creation. Where in reality it does. I mean, you take something as simple as an egg. An egg has three distinct parts. It has a shell, it has a yolk, or it has a white, and then it has the yolk. Those three parts and make up an egg. It's one thing, but it has three different parts to it. That's, a, that's one of the examples of things that are seen in nature. Even the Godhead. Something that a lot of people struggle with. And then look in verse 21. It says, uh, because of when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Now here's where the Real problem starts to come in. Neither were thankful, but became vain. Vain, I mean empty, worthless, futile in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. They, be, they started to imagine, they started to think and reason with themselves, locked themselves away in closets, and let's ponder the existence of man. And... Their foolish heart, because of all that, was darkened. And professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible beasts and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Everybody, the statement here, all people know that there is a God. Deep inside of everybody, they know that there is something. God has given a measure of faith unto all men. We see that in the scripture. So all know that there is a God. 
The problem starts when we try to, in the maybe the good intention of trying to understand God, we try to drag God off His throne in heaven down to our level here on earth. And we don't give Him His proper place as a sovereign God and King. We try to liken Him to our own vain imaginations. That can be seen, I referenced Greek and Roman mythology, where their, their gods were warring against man and just tinkering around and toying with them, where uh, deities as such as Zeus, who was the head god, was a fornicator. He was, he was a whoremonger. And he was a, just a terrible parent, throwing out his own children, just so very self-serving. All of their gods were like that. So that was the Romans and the Greeks' interpretation of God, because that's what, when they looked inward, looked at themselves to try to understand God, tried to reason and figure out, well, you look at your sinful self, if you look at something sinful, it's like a computer, you put the garbage into the computer, it's going to put garbage out. If you look at something wrong, you're going to find something wrong. If you look at something that is corrupt, instead of looking at an uncorruptible God, looking at a corruptible man, of course, you're going to find something that is wrong. I mean, look at the Native American, uh, what they worshipped. How? When we'll look at that even further here. Well, actually, <coughs> let's look at that now. In verse 25, and they changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So some cultures, they didn't look inward. They realized, okay, we're pretty bad and we're, we are sinful. They said, well, we're going to worship what is around us. Cause, and they tried to, they worshiped the earth as if the earth was pure as if the earth had given them life. That is what some did. And many people have gone to hell because of that. Or some people even corrupting Christ, as many, I call them quasi-Christians, I don't know what a real term is, but people who grew up in a Christian home know that there is a God, maybe grew up in a Catholic or Lutheran home, or even a Baptist home, where they weren't taught the truth, or did they not did not grasp the truths fully, make it their own, and they just use God as a good luck charm to only call on Him when they're in trouble, or have the prideful attitude that, well, I don't need Him, I can do this on my own. I'll call on God when I need Him. Just go stand over there in the corner, God. It's good to have you as backup. You're in reserve. I got this. That. All of those things lead to some of the things we will discuss further. Looking at the next thing that we see here, in verse 26, it said, For this cause, all those causes related above, worshiping the creature, or worshiping the creature instead of the creator, dragging God down to man's level, or even worse, the level of a beast. For that cause, because they did that to God, God gave them up unto vile affections. Wicked, morally debased, the worst things of the mind, the sinful things. Um, looking at the definition of vile here that I have for it in the Bible, it is morally base, evil, wicked, depraved, sinful, repulsive, disgusting, degrading. Those kind of degrading affections 
Got to be a little bit careful here as I get into this. Notice we have a little bit of a mixed crowd. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. As far as touching on that issue, women changing their natural use, look at, an evidence of that, look at the way our society treats women. They have degraded motherhood, degraded the stay-at-home mom, and propped up the career woman. Now, I can look at the facts, and I realize looking out there, there are more women in the world than men. So this whole Disney, Hollywood thing that, oh, there's someone for everyone. Okay, the numbers just don't add up on that. That's not true. I understand not everybody's going to get married, and gals are, sorry, no offense, not trying to rain in your parade or nothing, young ladies, but... um uh, there's fewer prospects for you. But, 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 there's... <laughs> you can increase your prospects. There are four states in the United States of America where uh, men outnumber women. Uh, Wisconsin, unfortunately, he's not one of them. So, sorry. I'll let you look up those states. Now, if you want to look at what God has for women, what a homekeeper really is, look at Proverbs 31. That's definitely not um, what the world would degrade as a tro- definitely not what, what the world would degrade as a trophy wife or someone who's just uh, I guess another term would be a wallflower or something like that. That's the place that that's the reason gals were created. They are industrious. They are that the lady in there. She buys a field. Considers it. She takes care of the house. She runs the house. All takes care of all the things in it. There's nothing. There's nothing showing that she is beneath a man. There's nothing in the Bible about that. It's just a different. It's just a different job. Those of us. Now the reason why golf is a horrible sport because this illustration does not apply to golf. But the team sports, like you look at, like football. Okay, the quarterback has a job. But a quarterback can't do the job if the linemen aren't blocking for him or if the linemen aren't doing their job right or if the wide receivers aren't running their routes properly. Now, a stereotype of a lineman, this would be hard for a lot of you to believe, looking at the stereotype, but uh, I was put on the line in high school football. Very painful place to be for a guy of my stature at that time. I was 150 pounds. (laughs) Very painful. Um... So I can speak from experience on this. When you have someone who probably should be in a position like wide receiver, on the line, things are going to break down. When, I don't care how much skill and technique you have, 230 pounds meets 140, 140 loses. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Yeah, there's uh, it just ain't going to work. Like I said, I speak from experience. So, fortunately, the next year I got moved out. But, anywho, trying to corrupt the natural use of women is kind of like doing that. It's kind of like trying to have a lineman play wide receiver. Okay, a wide receiver is supposed to be flat, fast, flying up the sideline or cutting across, making cuts. Um, I'm sure we've all seen the, uh, no offense, Mr. Delighton, but uh, it would be... uh, I don't know how much confidence I would put in you uh, 
make it a nice sharp cut. No offense. No offense. But so just try to get that picture in your mind there. But you could probably do it. You probably prove me wrong now. But anyways, suppressing what God has intended for women on a very light level, that's what it does. And it says, And likewise the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. Now that, to get to that point in your mind, is something that is very hard for me to understand. I, I can't understand that. I won't even try to... I won't even try to look inward and discover on that. That's, But that mindset is glorified to reason. When you don't glorify God, when you take Him off His throne, that, that's what will happen. When you don't have respect for what He does. It says, when we, are, when we are unthankful, God will, when people are unthankful, God will give them over to the vile lust of their sinful flesh. In summary. People lost think they know what is good for their bodies and abandon God's purpose for them. And they receive, they receive the just reward of that. And I won't go into any detail on what that is. That is, well, yeah, I will. <coughs> the just reward of that, of people having those vile thoughts is the fact that as some people have put it the statistics I've seen more than 90% of men view inappropriate things be it internet internet magazine whatever and look at what that has done to our society I'll tell a statistic here that was given this is a statistic that was done in a Christian college who remain unnamed um over 50% of the young ladies that were at this Christian college had been um, assaulted before they even got to college. Now, this is a Christian college. The statistics, one of the statistics I saw for a college campus, not sure how accurate it is, 16 70% at a state university. That's the recompense of what this is. That's one of the recompenses of what this is. Another recompense of what it is, is men having a hard time having respect, young men particularly, and I know this is hard, I'm speaking to you, it's very difficult for, and it's nearly impossible for you to respect what is put in front of you as far as TV and magazines and whatnot, or what the world tells you a gal ought to be, or how you ought to look at yourself. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's impossible to respect that. What you need to look at, young ladies, is the way that God wants you to look at them. You need to look at them as your sisters. Um, preached about on that a couple of sermons ago, on how the, the church here is a family, and it talks about and uh, some of Paul's epistles. That's how young men you are to treat women. You're supposed to treat them as your sisters and as your mom. They're not objects. And that, that is difficult. I went to public school. 
I understand what it's like. I went to the Marine Corps four years. I know some of you in here are considering joining the service. Got a word of warning for you. Get grounded in your faith hard. Very hard. Because it will be assaulted. And it will be assaulted when you go to work, but you don't live at work. If you're going to join the service, you better know what you want out of it. And you better be very grounded in your faith. Because it is going to be beaten. It is going to be assaulted. It is going to be used against you. It is going to be used to present you as weak. I mean, that's going to happen at your job too. However, those of you thinking about going to the military, you better be ready for that. That's going to be brutal. And young men, it's very important. Uh, the world will tell you what you need to just have fun your teenage years. They'll build up. Just have fun. No, don't. Take it serious. Get her, uh, don't, uh, I'd advise against hanging around a lot of your own peers, to be honest with you, because, uh, and this is just personal, this is a rabbit trail, I'll get back on here. A personal rabbit trail, your, your friends, they're, they're as smart as you are and as dumb as you are. So, you're not really going to learn anything from them, except things that are at their level. Talks about it in uh, Corinthians 13 there. Talks about you become a man, you put away childish things. And that's when we'll know you're a man. There's a lot of, and you're very fortunate in this church, some churches I've attended, there's not a lot of older gentlemen there. Just the church was just starting. weren't a lot of older men there that hadn't been grounded in the faith. There's a lot of older men here who are very grounded in the faith. And I'd advise you young men to go to those older men. Find an excuse to hang out with them, even if it means taking up a, uh, a sport that you don't really want to take up. <laughs> yes, Mr. Varsky, I'll go golfing with you sometime. <laughs> and young ladies, the same thing applies to you. Hang out, hang out with uh, the older ladies. Listen to what they have to tell you. It's, you're very fortunate the situation God has put you in here. Now, coming back off that rabbit trail, we see the next step after people are ungrateful. They, don't, they take God off his throne. They start, God hands them over to the affections of their flesh. And if the affections of their flesh aren't enough to destroy them and make them realize that it's wrong, you see in verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't even want to know about God. Look at, uh, if you want to see that in our culture today, how elements of that are creeping in. See how all Christian symbols, even something as simple as a cross over a veteran's grave, people don't even want to see an evidence of God. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Reprobate meaning condemned. So God pretty much condemned their mind to do those things which are not convenient. And then being filled with all unrighteousness. And here's the real kicker. They're filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, on and on and on. Now here's the real hard part. And this is where reason leads. And I, this is why I would encourage you not to. 
not to rely on reason, not to rely on man's logic, rely on the knowledge of God, because what it ends up leading to here in verse 32 is who, knowing the judgment of God, they knew it, their reason, smart individuals, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Not only do they know it's wrong, they agree with it. They agree with what's wrong. They agree the end result of reason and trying to reason and trying to logic without God is something is you end up doing something that reason tells you is wrong. That logic fails at. Logic fails. Man's wisdom fails. It's important to rely on the knowledge of God. <coughs> and then we see this creeping into our culture. These people, they start to teach wrongdoing as if it is right. They try to teach alternative lifestyles. Alternative lifestyles. God made one way to do things. If a wash machine tries to do a dryer's job, it ain't going to work. If you try to use a hammer to do the job of a crescent wrench, you're going to break something. The end result of reason is destruction. And we must rely on the knowledge and on the wisdom of God. So, that's what I will uh, leave you with tonight. If uh, the ladies would come forward for the uh, invitation.